morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to Season 5, Episode 4 of Sticking Points, that crazy little podcast where Jason Utah and David Chislett smash financial planning into creative thinking and see what falls on the floor. Good morning, Mr. Utah, how are you? Good morning, Mr. David, I'm very well, thanks, and you? I'm very well, thank you. So we've got an interesting conversation today because... Um, Last week, we had a very specific conversation. Yeah, the difference between default and design. and design, right? And then what came up was this idea of, well, if you're building a business by design to whatever level, how you start with everything is really important. Yeah, going back to the default. Right. Or, or, or trying to avoid doing it by default, I guess, is the thing. <laughs> so I've had a couple of experiences recently where I have um, sat down with new clients to ne essentially negotiate a deal to deliver a, a piece of work, a project. Yeah. And in both instances, it kind of went a little bit wrong. Okay. Yeah. So there's that, that conversation that you have where you're basically getting a brief from a client. You're going to them and you're saying, okay, I'm the guy, I can deliver this kind of thing. What exactly do you want? So for the rest of this conversation, I'm going to refer to that as an intake interview or an intake process. All righty. So I'm on this discovery call, this intake call with four people. And they're all telling me, okay, great. You're the creativity dude. We've got this online conference with about 600 people. We need you to talk about the importance of diversity and creativity, you know, innovation moving ahead. I'm like, oh, great. You know, that stuff I know inside out. Um, and we have a great chat. And I get off the call, and now I have to write a proposal. Yeah. And I'm, I'm lost. I'm totally lost. All I can remember is, and I've written notes down, but all I've got is like 60-minute interactive presentation, creative thinking skills related to diversity because international people um, and there's and they've recently bought a couple of other companies so there's a bit of a sort of culture not conflict but not everything's clicking together properly and so I put myself under a huge amount of stress because I just didn't know really where to start with with writing this proposal how did the how did the meeting go uh, my question around how did the meeting go is really what sort of questions were asked? How was the meeting almost them saying, this is what we want and this is what it should look like and you listening and asking questions around that? Or how did the meeting go to say, well, uh, this is our idea and then you giving your input? It was a little bit of both. It was first okay. of all, tell us what you do. And I'm like, well, this is what I do. And then they were like, well, this is what we're looking for. And then I asked questions to try and yeah. clarify that. But what is really interesting about this is that and this is a personal failing of mine. I get all enthusiastic and I kind of run with it. And I, up until now, have not had a checklist of things that I absolutely need to know expressed in a way that is familiar to me so that I then have something to work with when I generate my proposal. You see, this is, this is also another question that comes to mind is in terms of that checklist of things that you absolutely need to know into that meeting who interviewed who or if you want to call it interviewed who was they interviewed me yes and i'm the expert they're coming to me because i'm an expert i they're should have been interviewing them <laughs> correct they're coming to you because you the expert you are you've done this before you've got the idea 
you know how it works. However, you can't put your advice across. You can't say, this is what I, this is what I can offer you, but you do need to understand where they're coming from. Correct. What, what would have been on your checklist? Um, well, more about the context. I mean, they gave me yeah. some, but I needed more. Um, I needed questions about what is your expected outcome? Yeah. Um, what is your idea about what this will look like exactly, like step for step? What kind of intro? How long? What kind of format? Um, you know, really specific questions like what is the outcome? Um, how do you see this taking place? Um, you know, getting them to define specific terms and ideas in a, in a more concrete way than I than I did. And this is where the fascinating part comes in, is because there are outcomes that need that need to happen, um, and it needs to be in line with what you're good at and where your expertise lie. However, it's got to be on there. It's got to be it's got to be in touch with what 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 they're truly looking for. So, how do you find that balance? How do you find that balance in your initial interview to walk away and say, "All right, we are now getting onto the same page." Yeah. And from here, we can build going forward. Well, this is where it got really interesting um, after these, because there was two incidents with two totally different clients. Um, I, I discussed it at length with my wife and with a friend of mine in the UK uh, and another friend here in the Netherlands. And it's like, I need to recast this whole process as a conversation. Yes. Um, at the moment, I'm kind of reacting like a Labrador puppy. Hey, somebody wants to work with me. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, I turn on the charm and the enthusiasm and they want to work with me, but I don't walk away with what I need to give them the answers to their questions. Exactly. And so what I'm looking at doing now is step one, the checklist, like I've got a couple of examples and I'm going to brainstorm with a couple of people to get like really down to the nitty gritty that I absolutely need to have to know. And then I'm going to send a debrief message after the meeting saying, thank you so much for this meeting. This is what I understood from our discussion. Correct. Are we on the same page? Are we on the same page? Because that's where it all goes wrong. Because then, very, then you get useful feedback saying, no, less of that, yes, more of that, what have you. And then you can write a proposal where the person is going to go, oh, right, good. You know, he's corrected all the stuff that was missed or whatever, uh, improved the stuff that was needed. And now we've got something we can sign off on. So it's a multi-step process. I've been seeing it, and this is funny, right, considering what I do for a living, very black and white, very like, do this, <laughs> do that, business one or, 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 or lost. And I nearly lost the one job because of how I reacted to the feedback that came back because I hadn't done a debrief. And how did it actually make you feel? My reaction or, or yeah. realizing this? I felt like a Muppet. I was like, ah, you know, I'm making this way too complicated. I'm taking this personally. And that's what I, I do the same thing. I mean, we, we, I do. I take things personally and it really is all on me because the initial interview process was done really badly um isn't that funny i mean i've spoke in so many different contexts what i've realized is i mean successful training is not about the training yeah. it's about the setup correct it's about get, getting your intake interview right getting people in the right frame of mind before they step into the training space getting them the materials in advance so they can relax and so that when they are in that space they are open to learning 
However, there's two things to that. Is number one, you've got to have that the initial preparation so that you can write your proposal and all that sort of stuff and that you can get into that room and you can go with all of the bits and pieces that you've prepared and put together exactly what you said. However, the first question that I would then go and ask is to get back onto the same page. I've prepared all of this stuff. I've got all these documents that um, relate to what we discussed earlier on. Is this where you want to start? And this is, again, in my world, this gets really interesting because that's not a position I've ever been in before, I realize now. Yeah. You know, when I was teaching communication skills, business English skills, it's like, well, it's obvious what you want. And I, yeah. and I know exactly what to do. Whereas this is like on-demand, customized stuff around a subject that is fairly ill-defined in the public domain. And there are a lot fewer givens, and I'm not catering for that in my process. All right. So if we had to relook really at your process, and, and the reason for all my questions is it works exactly the same way in the financial planning world. Um, financial planning typically people believe is around numbers. So you take X plus Y and uh, that's what your plan looks like. And you come up with a bunch of pictures and a bunch of, um, this is how much you can earn. This is how much you spend. This is where it should go. This is what it should look like. It, re it seems relatively black and white. However, um, I've got a little equation and I don't know if I've mentioned it before from Carl Richards. He goes, money equals feelings. And that's where the issue comes in is the feelings part. So what would the proposal and have looked like had you catered more for the emotional side to the to the, to, to whatever it was that you were putting out there? Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is, you know, to get all stereotypical about it, is is a classic male failing. Yeah, but to address the facts and not the context or the emotion around it. Um, I mean, my wife, for example, she works in communication and, that, and she's always all about the relationship and therefore the feelings that are at play, not just the facts. Yes. And I think that's what the interview process, the intake, the checklist must incorporate is how do you feel about this? Like, how do you want people to feel when this is over? You know, and, and that kind of stuff. It would look very yeah. different. It would look very, it would look very different. Um, and coming into this conversation, I recommended getting a book um, called Getting Naked. Hmm. Um, let me just see who wrote it. Give me one second. It's by a chap called Patrick M. Lencioni. Yeah. So in his book, Getting Naked, um, it works. It's really about any field. Um, it doesn't matter where you, whether you're in the creative field or whether you are in the financial planning field or any 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 relationship that one has where you have a client and you need to now go and work with that client I would recommend having a, a read of this book so what he speaks about really is an intake process how do you go into an interview and ask the right questions and keep those questions in line with what your offering actually is yeah that's where so, the come in last week we spoke about being more agile in your business this is this is what I offer um, and I can deliver on these things. Is it what you want? And am I able to deliver it in the way that you can understand it? Yeah. As opposed to this is what you need. And this is how I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> yeah. Very different. Very different feeling in those. Two very spaces. different feeling. So 
the intake process, I, I do agree. We do need to have a checklist. Um, have a checklist to make sure that you do have the right information that you can deliver on that um, proposal. But make sure that the proposal isn't on the same page as what it is that you're supposed to be delivering. Well, and, and that's even so even before the checklist, there needs to be Correct. work on what are my values? Like, what will I and won't I do? Where can right. I be agile? And where will I simply refuse to be agile? Um, and so that by having that consciousness already developed in your head, as you're going through the checklist, you can already be heading stuff off at the past saying like, well, no, or I yeah. don't do that. Yeah. And you're allowed to say no, you are allowed to say no, even though you are the expert, you're not the expert in absolutely everything, you can deliver certain things more powerfully than, than others. anybody else. Yeah. And then, and this is where the imposter syndrome comes in, you know, it's like the, 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 the Labrador puppy is busy jumping up and down and what have you. Kind of because it's terrified that if I'm not that enthusiastic and if I do say no to certain stuff, the client's going to go, okay, child, I'm leaving. Yeah. So there's the, the fear of losing the client. Yeah. And what would it look like if you didn't have the fear? Well, because you've got to have the realization, and this is, this is what I'm busy trying to internalize, that if my internal, my intake process forces a client to say, or, or induces a client to say no, then I must understand that that's because our values don't match. And that's a, that's a better outcome than having someone say yes, who doesn't really fit. And the biggest thing is the realization is that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, I guess that's kind of my emotional hangover yeah. from from the bust cycles in my yeah. own businesses over the last 10 years, where I went through like quite a heavy roller coaster. Um, I, I, I kind of feel this incredible internal pressure and anxiety to land every opportunity that comes across my desk because you don't know when next the famine is coming. You know? Yeah. It's, it's not coming from a place of abundance. You know? <laughs> it's totally coming from a place <laughs> of anxiety and fear. And that's just not, I mean, forget the hey shuawi implications of that. That's just not cool. It's not practically useful. And it makes you feel shit. Well, that, yeah. So then I have a five-day period where I feel shit and anxious and stressed because yeah. I actually just didn't do that interview properly. And I don't actually have what I need. So I don't really know what the client wants. So I know that what I'm going to give them probably isn't going to fit. And then you're giving below your standard and then yeah. all that sort of yeah. and go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy by the name of Rich Litvin. He's a very successful coach. He says he only works with clients that are absolute tens. They're 100% a hell yes. He says a 9.9 .9 in terms of client fit is not a 10. Mm. And he doesn't compromise on that. So unless... And he's, he's gone and specifically defined what his 10 client is. Someone that excites him, someone that's going to do the work, and someone that they can have fun and achieve together. Doing that, you're going to get a hell yes, and then you're going to become a 10. Yeah. Then you know you're going to have a good working relationship going forward. Even on a 9.9, .9, there's always going to be that little bit, well what have I done wrong? And that little feeling of mm, maybe I've missed out something. Maybe they're angry at me. Whereas at 10, if they're angry at you, they're going to tell you and you'll deal with it. Yeah. it's a good point there. Seek the 10s. 
Seek the tens. <laughs> be clear on your process. Be clear on what it is that you do offer and don't offer. Be comfortable saying no. And ask the right questions. Yeah. Cool. That's a great summary of the conversation. Thank you, Jason. And thank you, David. And to everybody listening into this, thank you so much for uh, once again stepping into the sticking points with us. Um, if you're interested in the coaching and the financial planning that Mr. Jason Utah offers, in the show notes, you will find a link where you can book uh, an intake call with, uh, with <laughs> Mr. Utah. And if you're interested in my creativity and creative thinking skills and getting you started with that dream that's hanging around in your head somewhere, uh, of course, I also have a scheduling link where you can book a new improved intake call with me. So until next week, thank you for listening. <laughs>